everybody. Uh, today is a very special day simply because we are kicking off a brand new series and super excited about what God is going to do and how he's going to use this series in our lives. And I think really over the next uh, few days and a few weeks, you're going to really begin to see how this day and especially this series is going to uh, play a really pivotal role in our lives because I'm just believing that God has a special word, a fresh word for each of us. And um, I don't know about you, but I'm excited for this season. I'm excited in the fact that Easter is literally right around the corner. Can y'all believe that Easter is almost here? I mean, it seems like we were just celebrating New Year's. And now here we are, just weeks away from Resurrection Sunday. And uh, man, what an incredible day that's going to be. And so as you came in today, obviously you saw the invite cards. Uh, in fact, just go ahead and pull them out for me. Would you do that? Just hold them up for me. I want to make sure everybody's got one of these. Now, here's the thing I want you to understand. Obviously, these are perforated. That simply means that these are, these are designed for you to take with you. So take this sheet and put it in your purse, maybe put it, put it in your car, put it in a convenient place so that when you approach some people, you've got everybody here at least knows four friends. You know four coworkers. You've got four classmates. There are four neighbors. There are people that you know that, uh, that can be invited. And so I want to encourage you to take these, invite somebody to be your guest on Easter Sunday. It's the easiest Sunday in the entire calendar here to invite people to church. And so it's an incredible opportunity, and I really pray that you'll be even now asking God uh, who um, he would have you to reach out to. And maybe you already know that person, and you've already been trying to reach out to them, but this is an opportunity to circle back around and maybe extend that invitation. Well, as I stated, we're kicking off this new series called Steps. And if you're anything like me, um, I'll be very honest with you. I'm one of those type of individuals that do not like to wait on anything. In other words, I'm a very impatient person. How many of you can, can, can admit to that? Maybe today you're, you're just you know, kind of a, a self-proclaimed impatient person. I don't know. It's just being patient is painful for me. I don't know about you, but I like, the, I like the feeling of instant gratification, don't you? I mean, I'd much rather eat chocolate chip cookies than go through the process of making them from scratch and then having to wait for them to come out of the oven. I just want to go ahead and eat them. I just want to, I want to go ahead and enjoy, you know, the instant gratifications. That's why I think most of us, we, we all like to, to shop on Amazon, and we like to not only shop on Amazon, but we like to click Amazon Prime, and we like that same-day delivery, don't we? Why? Because we're impatient. We want things here. We want things now. We like that instant gratification. And so when you think about the instant gratification, I mean, most of us, including myself, I think all of us would rather have the benefits. We'd, we'd rather reap the outcome than having to go through the process before we actually get to experience or perhaps reach the benefits or the outcome of whatever, whatever it is that perhaps we're desiring. For example, if you're here today and you think to yourself, well, I'd like to lose 25 pounds. Well, I don't know about you, but wouldn't it be awesome if you could just wake up tomorrow and be 25 pounds lighter? Can I get an amen? I mean, man, who wants to, who wants to go through the process, the pain and the agony of dieting and exercise? Man, I'd just rather wake up tomorrow and just be 
25 pounds lighter. You may be here today and you think, man, I'd love to start my own business. It's always been a dream in my heart. Man, wouldn't it be awesome if you could wake up tomorrow and that dream is all of a sudden a multi-million dollar enterprise? I mean, who in the world wants to go through the blood, the sweat, and the tears, and the years of pain and hard work before you get to see the fruit of your labor? No, no, no. Man, we would all like to see the instant success of something. When you think about maybe pursuing your, your education, you may be here today and you think, man, I, I would love to get my undergraduate degree or maybe my master's or maybe my Ph.D. Well, w- wouldn't it be awesome if we could just wake up tomorrow and, and just pick up our diploma because, you know, we wouldn't have to go through the test and the studies and the paper and, and all of the pain that, that it requires. No, we, we'd much rather receive the instant gratification now. I think most of us in this room, as, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you know Jesus as your Savior, I mean, wouldn't it be awesome to know that you can today live a life of victory and and, and live a life of freedom? Wouldn't it be awesome to wake up tomorrow and be like Jesus? Wouldn't that be great? Without having to go through the pruning, without having to go through the refining fire, without necessarily having to go through the growth and the maturation process. Man, I'd love just to wake up tomorrow and be like Jesus. But the truth of the matter is, is that life is a series of steps. When you think about it, life is a series of steps. In other words, it's a journey rather than a destination. And I think for a lot of us, we get fixated on the destination. I think for a lot of us, unfortunately, maybe we, we, we have this desired destination, we have this desired dream, this desired goal, but for a lot of us, we don't want to take the necessary steps in order to achieve those goals or maybe reach the desires of our heart. And the reason why is because of the process that it involves. And so throughout this series, what we're going to be looking at is we're going to be looking at the spiritual journey that God has for me. Because at the end of the day, every person in this room has a next step in your spiritual journey. None of us have arrived. I mean, we don't we just wake up one day and all of a sudden we're like Jesus. No, no, no. It's a process. It's a day-by-day journey. It's a series of steps that God has invited you and he's invited me to take part in. I guess the, the best way and most practical way I really know how to maybe explain what I'm talking about is by showing you a video. In fact, it's an amazing video because it kind of just outlines your next steps. Check this out. Dr. Marvin, you can help me. For the first time in my life, I feel like there's hope. I feel like I can be somebody. Bob, there's an old saying that the best psychiatrist in the world is the one right inside of you. Yeah. I can help you. Yes. Thank you. Bob, there is a groundbreaking new book that has just come out. Ah. Now, not everything in this book, of course, applies to you, but I'm sure that you can see, when you see the title, exactly how it could help. Baby steps? It means setting small reasonable goals for yourself, one day at a time. One tiny step at a time. 
baby steps. For instance, um, when you leave this office, don't think about everything you have to do in order to get out of the building. Just think of what you must do to get out of this room. And when you get to the hall, deal with that hall, and so forth. You see? Baby steps. Baby steps. Oh, boy. Baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps through the office. Baby steps out the door. It works. It works. All I have to do is take one little step at a time, and I can do anything. Hmm. Baby step around the office. <laughs> Baby step around the office. That should give you a lot to digest while I'm on vacation. V vacation? Yes, how many of you have ever seen that movie before? Oh, man, it's a classic. You gotta, you gotta go watch What About Bob? Well, hey, over this series, what we're going to do is we're going to look specifically at three steps that every one of us as followers of Jesus Christ, I believe, need to take. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about stepping up, stepping out, and stepping in. And the first, if you're taking notes today, is this. I'm gonna, in fact, here's, what, here's my challenge to you. I'm going to challenge you today to step up and serve. Now, time out. Because I already know what some of you are processing. You're thinking to yourself, wait a minute, step up and serve. Well, I'm already serving. Well, let me just say this. If you're here today and you're already serving, before you check out and tune me out because you're already convinced that you're already doing something, well, I want to just ask you to hang on with me for a few moments. And the reason why is, is because what my prayer is, is for you is that you will truly understand the significance and the importance of the role that you're playing. In other words, I want you to understand that if you're already serving, I want you to know just how much you matter. I want you to understand just how much you are personally making a difference in the kingdom of God to fulfill a greater purpose. The second thing is some of you here today, maybe you're not currently serving. And my prayer for you more than anything else is that today, especially in this message, God is going to speak to your heart. And I think, if anything, he's going to perhaps release you into a greater plan, a greater, a greater place to fulfill a greater purpose that God specifically has for you. Because can I just tell you from the bottom of my heart, I believe every person in this room longs to live a life of fulfillment. I believe that that is God's desire for you. That's God's dream for you is that you live a life of fulfillment. That when you put your head down on a pillow at night, you can truly go to bed with a sense of peace and fulfillment knowing that you are contributing, that you are truly making a difference, that you are altering heaven and hell because of the role that you're playing from the standpoint of making an eternal difference in the lives of people. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you up front that I'm going to ask you to make a commitment today. In other words, I'm going to ask you to step up and serve, and I'm going to ask you to do it at the end of our service. So I'm telling you up front where we're going and what I'm going to ask you to do at the end of our service. But for the next few moments, I'm going to do everything with God's help to give you a compelling reason as to why I'm going to ask you to do it. Because I believe with all of my heart, one of the most significant steps that we can take, one of the most significant roles that we can play is joining God's team 
to make an eternal difference in the lives of people that truly matter because men and women, boys and girls, their souls are at stake. In fact, there's, a, there's an incredible story that um, many of you probably are familiar with. Her name is Esther, and she is often referred to as Queen Esther in the Bible. In fact, there's a book through, um, through, that's named after her, Queen Esther, and it's a, it's a fascinating story. There's, there's eight chapters in, in the book, and I would encourage you to read it. It's literally a, a one you know, reading. It's a, it's a one-sitting type of a, of a story and a, a narrative. It's an incredible, inspirational story about a, a, how God used an ordinary woman. And, and, and not just an ordinary woman, but really began from her childhood because she was, she was basically uh, abandoned because her, her mother and her father died at a very young age. And she later became adopted by her uncle by the name of Mordecai. And she was a Jew, and so was obviously her uncle Mordecai. And so because they were Jews, and, 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 and at the time, Persia had come and had sieged, uh, seized um, the Israel army and, and had taken over Jerusalem. And, and so now uh, the Israel, Israelites, the, the Jews, had been taken into captivity. They had been exiled into this place called Persia. And there was a king by the name of Xerxes who, who now was in, 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 in rule, and in, he, was, he was reigning over all of the kingdom of Persia. And so you had all of these Jews that were held in bondage, living in captivity under his rule. And so here you have this young girl by the name of Esther who was taken from her home homeland. She was thrown into a new place, a new culture, and yet she was still under the umbrella of her uncle's authority and leadership in her life by the name of Mordecai. Well, Mordecai became ultimately one of the servants of the king. He was a Jew. And here in this situation... Well, there was a man who was plotting to kill the king. And when Mordecai had found out what was going down, he got word to, at the time, to some of the leaders as to the plot that was taking place and, and the scheming that was going on behind scenes as it related to the, the, the king being murdered. And so in this process, the king at the time uh, had had really had, had ordered uh, a group of people to come. Uh, they were having this big celebration. And uh, his wife at the time, in fact, she was a, a beautiful woman. Her name was Vashti. Uh, she decided she didn't want to go to the celebration the king was having. He became furious. And because of that, he decided to basically do away with her. In other words, she was no longer permitted back into his presence. And so here you have this situation where now the king is looking for another woman. So he throws this, basically, a, a Persian a beauty pageant, and all of these beautiful women are paraded before the king. And lo and behold, Esther happened to be one of the women. Here she was, this young Jewish girl. Nobody knew at the time who she was, where she came from, her nationality. They didn't know she was a Jew. And out of all the women, the king, King Xerxes, had pointed her out and said, she is the one. And he crowned her with the royal, royal crown of being the queen. So all of a sudden, she was a nobody who was thrust into the spotlight of now being able to leverage her power and being able to leverage her influence. And still at this time, the king never knew that she was a Jew. And so there was this moment where the king was ultimately uh, being, being, he, he, was, he was being pursued and, and there was the scheme of, of taking him out. And then all of a sudden, when Mordecai, begin to address the, 
begin to, to address the queen and begin to notify Esther that, that, that there was a scheme that was taking place, she went to, the Bible says, she went to the king. And here's what you need to understand. In Esther chapter 4, verses 13 and 14, it says, Mordecai sent this reply to Esther. Don't think for a moment that because you're in the palace, you will escape when all the other Jews are killed. Not only was the king at one time being threatened to be killed, but now there was another man who was threatened, threatening to kill all of the Jews. And so Mordecai speaks up and he says, don't you think just because you've been placed in this palace that you will escape all the other Jews and are killed? If you keep quiet at this time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place, but you and your relatives will die. And then notice carefully, who knows if perhaps you were made queen for just such a time as this. What I want you to understand is this. The queen was put in a very unusual place and position. And she had a decision to make. She could either keep quiet and basically do nothing, kind of fly under the radar. Or she could take a step. She could move towards leveraging her influence to persuade the king to change his mind and to reverse the order that was being written in order to kill all of the Jews. And she knew the risk that was involved. In fact, her very life was at stake because she was not even allowed into the king's presence without even being summoned to come into his court. And so she knew if she were to take the risk, if she were to take the step, she literally could lose her own life. But instead of being afraid, instead of being fearful or intimidated, with God's help and with God's power on her side, she decided to take that all-important step. She stood in the gap. She persuaded the king to reverse the decree. And as a result, God used Esther to save an entire race from being annihilated. God used Esther to stand in the gap, to step up and to help serve her people and to protect her people because of all that was at stake. Can I just tell you today that we're living in unprecedented times. Man, we're living in a culture today where people are now, listen, they are, they are more spiritually and morally lost than ever before. I'm, gonna tell, I'm here to tell you, every day when we go to work, every day when we go to school, we are surrounded by people that are spiritually lost without Christ. And God has called you and he's called me to stand in the gap. He's called us to step up and to serve. Why? So that we can be the light in the midst of darkness. So that we can take the good news of Christ that, that for, to people who desperately need it. Listen, God wants you and me to step up to serve. Why? So that we can be the church and we can advance the church so that we can ultimately, ultimately point more and more people to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Did you know that Forbes magazine recently uh, voted that Orlando is the second uh, fastest growing city in America? Uh, over 80,000 people move into greater Orlando on an annual basis. And what breaks my heart is to know that 54% of those people have no religious affiliation whatsoever. It means more than half of all of the people they have no clue whatsoever. Spiritually speaking, they have no understanding of what it means to have a relationship with God right here in our city. And what breaks my heart is to know that for many of us, the question really is, what are we doing 
to change that? How is God using you to push back the gates of hell? How is God using us as a church to change the atmosphere of this city? Let me tell you something. One of the greatest single things we can do is to step up and serve so that we can be the hands and we can be the feet and we can be the voice to be able to tell people about the hope that's found in Jesus Christ so that we as a church can be the church to make the church stronger and healthier and more effective and vibrant so that the church is advancing and making an eternal difference in a city that desperately, desperately needs it. I saw recently... Um, an interesting article about JFK when he visited NASA many, many years ago. And it was in the heart of JFK that one day, you know, we'd put a rocket on the moon. We'd put, we'd put a man on the moon. And so when JFK was, uh, President Kennedy at the time was walking through uh, NASA, he, he saw a janitor, a custodial person who was, who was mopping the floors. And he's simply asking the question, he said, what is your, what is your job here? What are you doing? And the man looked at the President of the United States and said, I'm helping send a man to the moon. You see, he had, he had a different perspective as it related to the role that he was playing. There was another gentleman that was a bystander. He walked onto a, a job site and he saw a, m- a bunch of men just basically um, doing work on this project. And so he walked up to one of them and said, what are you guys doing? What are you building? And the guy said, well, I'm just laying bricks. He walked up to another guy and he said, what are you doing? What does your project consist of? He said, I'm building a wall. He went to a third guy and he said, what are you doing? He said, I'm building a beautiful cathedral. And I believe with all of my heart, that's what God's desire is for you and me. He doesn't want you just laying bricks. Listen, God doesn't want you just building a wall. Listen, he wants you to help build his church, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, that, listen, that will push back the gates of hell, that will shine in the midst of darkness, to be the church, to be the hands and the feet of Jesus for those who desperately need it. That's what God wants. Yesterday, we had uh, I, what we call our, our uh, annual, or excuse me, not our annual, but our quarterly I Love My City project. And, um, and I'll be honest with you, yesterday was one of those days where, you know, you wake up and you got just a lot of stuff you need to do. You know what I mean? You, you're busy. We're all busy, aren't we? Nobody's busy. But are we making a difference? We're all busy. I'm busy. You're busy. We all got things to do, have responsibilities. We have things that weigh heavy on us. But here's the question. A lot of times we get so busy It's like the old saying, we confuse activity with accomplishment. We're busy, but are we really being effective with our lives? Are we making a difference? And so yesterday when I woke up, I knew it was our our I Love My City um, project day. And and man, I just, everything within me, as much as I I desired to go, but there was another side of me that said, man, I, I just, I don't know that I can go because of other things that I need to get done. They were all time sensitive. And so I went and some of you think, well, you're supposed to go. You're the pastor. No, I'm just like all of you. I have the same call in my life that God has placed on you. And there are times, you know what, that we don't feel like fulfilling our calling. There are times we don't feel like stepping up to serve. There are times we don't feel like volunteering. But here's what I've learned. That when you push through that and you step up, and you take a step up to serve... 
knowing that, listen, God has called you, and because he's called you, he's going to use you, and he's going to put you where he needs you. And yesterday, that's exactly what happened. We had the opportunity to go to the Pinecastle Christian Academy, and they had a huge project, and, and it was one that uh, was pretty overwhelming, and they didn't have enough people. I mean, they were kind of overwhelmed. We could have used 100 men yesterday. And they just, I mean, sat, and I'll be honest with you, sadly, it was mainly women and kids. And I was like, where are the men? And I'm thinking to myself, man, we, we, we could make a huge difference in a short amount of time. And then all of a sudden, we, we left there, and then we went across over to Lake Nona, and we went to a senior, um, we just went to a, a senior living facility there just to, to love on some seniors and to, to give hope to them. And we engaged in some conversations. One thing led to another. We made arrangements um, for one of the, the shuttle vans to be able to take some of those seniors to our Lake Nona campus, and they're going to be, some of them are going to be going over to our service here today. And in the midst of doing that, Michelle and I were introduced to a girl, and we had the opportunity there at the senior living facility. We went outside, and we engaged in a conversation because this woman was at a very, very dark place in her life, and she's fighting for her marriage. And we were able to minister to her. We were able to give hope to her. We were able to speak life into her. And I'm here to tell you, when Michelle and I left yesterday, and we were talking through everything that was going on, you know what? We were busy. We have a a lot of things going on but let me tell you something yesterday God opened doors God allowed us to be where he needed us to be along with the rest who serve so that we could be the light to people's darkness so that we could give hope to the hopeless so that we could meet needs that only God can meet and you know you know the reason why that's so important is because when we show up listen God has the ability to open doors and to accomplish things we could never ever do had we not shown up and so there's a purpose for that. And so here's my challenge to you. And I, I, here's my prayer. My prayer is if you forget everything else I got to say, you'll remember this one thing. And that is we need to stop swerving and step up to start serving. We need to stop swerving so that we can step up to start serving. And there are two things that I just want to give in conclusion. The first is this, and here's how you do that. Here's how we can stop serving and step up, step up to start serving. The first is this. We need to stop making excuses. We need to stop making excuses. And here's the reason why I say that. Too many of us talk ourselves out of stepping up to serve because we believe, A, we don't have time. We're busy. Or a lot of us, we don't step up to serve. We make excuses because in our mind and in our heart, we think, well, I'm not qualified. I don't have the experience. I don't even know what to do. I don't even know how God could use me. And all of a sudden, now we find ourselves giving excuse, giving basically lip service to God, trying to rationalize and justify why we can't or we won't. And what happens is we begin to make excuse after excuse to God. And here's what you need to understand. Moses was just like you and me. Remember, God spoke to Moses through a burning bush, and, and Moses, excuse me, God told Moses, he said, Moses, look, I want you to go. Our people are living in bondage. Listen, the people are beaten down. Man, that they, they have been living as slaves for all of these years, and you are the one that I'm choosing to go and to deliver my people. You know what Moses' response was? In Exodus 3, verses 10 and 11, he said, 
God said, now go, for I'm sending you to Pharaoh, and you must lead my people out of Egypt. But Moses protested. In other words, he was giving excuses to God. And notice what he said. Well, who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? And maybe that's your thought. You're thinking, well, who am I? Pastor Rodney, if you knew my past, if you knew what I was guilty of, you wouldn't want me serving in your church. Listen to me. God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And if you're a follower of Jesus, guess what? You've already been called. All you got to do is start trusting him. All you got to do is take the next step in your spiritual journey. All you got to do is stop making excuses and step up to start serving. Because if you're making excuses, you're swerving. But we got to stop making excuses so we can step up to start serving. Why? Because God is counting on you and me. God is counting on us to make a difference. The second thing is this. We need to simply ask God to use us. If you feel inadequate, you feel unqualified... You feel like you don't have time? You feel like you don't have what it takes? Well, ask God to use you. Ask God to be strong in the midst of your weakness. Ask God to help you do what you alone cannot do. Remember, with God, all things are possible. If God is for you, who can be against you? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Ask God to use you. Say, God, here I am. Here I am. That's what Isaiah said. Isaiah said, then I heard the Lord asking, whom shall I send as a messenger to to this people? Who will go for us? And Isaiah's response was, here I am, Lord, send me. Here I am, send me. I mentioned a few moments ago that we have some Easter invite cards that we want to challenge you to, to take and invite some friends. But here's my prayer. My prayer is not only will you invite people to come this Easter, but my prayer is that you will ask God to use you to help prepare the way by joining a team. We're calling it our Easter dream team. That simply means that we are asking people to step up and to serve this Easter by joining a team and saying, hey, put me, listen, put me in a place Because I want to be used. I want to make a difference. I want to be the hands and the feet. I want to be that smile. Man, I want to to be able to help maybe take care of a child or, or help just be an extra set of hands and feet and maybe in life kids so that a single mom or so that maybe another family who doesn't typically go to church who has small children, they can come into this atmosphere distraction free so that they can tune in and listen and receive what it is that God wants to bring about in their lives. Because there's going to be a lot of spiritually dead people walking in this place and we're praying they're going to walk out alive in Jesus Christ. And we need to be the hands and the feet of Jesus so that we can meet their needs and accommodate their circumstances so that we can be the church that God wants to use because listen we're not just laying bricks we're not building a wall we're building the church of the Lord Jesus Christ and my challenge to you if you're thinking to yourself I don't even know where to start take a step just take a step step up today today's your day 
Be like Esther. Stand in the gap. Who knows? God could use you to save a marriage, help save a, a student, could help save somebody who's lost and desperately needs to hear the gospel. God could use you. You say, I don't know where to start. Here's where you start. When we're dismissed here in a few moments, all you got to do is take a series of steps right across that hallway and walk right into what we call our orange room and take part in step two of our growth track. And let me tell you something. In 45 minutes, you're going to learn your spiritual shape. You're going to learn a lot about you. And most importantly, you're going to learn about what God has placed inside of your heart so that you understand how you specifically can make a difference and do something that brings great joy and fulfillment to your life because you're using the very gifts that God has given to you. So we have to, listen, we got to stop swerving so we can step up to start serving. Imagine what it would look like if every one of us in this place today stepped up to serve. Imagine how stronger we would be as a church. Imagine how healthier we would be on our teams. Imagine what kind of advancement we could make because people are being used of God by exercising their gifts and their passions to make an eternal difference in the lives of people. We would actually be doing the very thing that God put us on this earth to do. And that is to make a difference. And so today, let me challenge you to do what I told you I was going to do at the very beginning of the service. I want to ask you to pull out your smartphone. If you have a smartphone, maybe you got a dumb phone, I don't know. Just, if you've got a phone, pull it out. And here's my challenge to you. All I'm asking you to do is to take your phone and text the words RTL serve. Just RTL serve to the number 97,000. It's simple. All you got to do, just text the words RTL serve to the number 97,000. And then here's what I'm asking you to do. If you don't have a phone, I'm going to ask that you go out to our info bar and say, here I am. Send me. Here I am. I'm available. Better yet, I want to challenge you just to go straight across that hallway into our orange room and take part in step two of the growth track. Because either way, we want to help you find a team and we want to help you join a team so that we can begin to advance the church and build the church to reach more and more people for the glory of God. Would you join me in a word of prayer today?